Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Hello and welcome to another Solution Sunday, where the soul is the solution. I am Lisa Warner. I am the author of The Simplicity Hello. of Self-Healing, and I am here today with our regular monthly guest, our favorite family member, Keith Leon S. <laughs> and we are here to talk today about... There is nothing wrong with you, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Hello, everyone. I love this particular subject. It is near and dear to my heart because it is one of the things that I love to share and teach the most, and possibly the biggest aha moment. Really realization that I've come to in this particular uh, venture we call life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, when I was facing cancer, in air quotes, <laughs> my life was a living nightmare, and I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with me? <laughs> like, why is my body doing this? What's wrong? This is horrible. And after, after a while, some contemplation time, I suddenly realized, oh my gosh, there's nothing wrong with my body. My body's functioning exactly the way it's designed to function. I've been thinking about this all backwards. And mm. that was when I finally realized there's nothing wrong with any of us. <laughs> That's right. If we treated each other as such, <laughs> it would be a peaceful place. Exactly, <laughs> right? There is something definitely wrong with the society that we live in and the systems that are set up, but there's nothing wrong with us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, for those of you watching, listening, receiving um, just invite you for just a moment to close your eyes just take a nice easy breath in and out just as it at your leisure so if you think about it there's no right or wrong way to breathe it's in and it's out So as you're fully relaxed in the breathing, I ask a question. And that is right now, as I am speaking, who is hearing my voice? 
Who is it? What is it that is hearing my voice right now? And I know Lisa would call it soul. And I've heard divine spark of life. I've heard so, so many words for the who that is hearing my voice right now. The one thing that I have become clear about is this who that's hearing my voice right now. It, it breathes us. <laughs> we are made, it's said in the image and likeness of it, it's that part of us that has no beginning and has no end. Part of us that didn't even know what <laughs> judging ourselves meant until we got to this experience that taught us all about self-judgment, judgment of others. This divine spark inside of us knows only perfection. This part of you that hears my voice cannot be extinguished. It lives on and on, has no beginning, has no end. Anything other than just pure light and pure love is a man-made construct that we have learned since we've been here. So who is hearing my voice right now? So coming out of this closed eye process, let's keep that knowing whatever we received as the words or the thought or the feeling of the answer to that question. Let's bring that with us moving forward and certainly through this next 50 minutes. Keep it right here with us, that presence of that who that is hearing my voice with us so that we may re receive, entertain, hear, what we will be sharing with you today. So when you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes and we will continue to move forward here. And as I'm sharing today, as I'm sharing anyways, uh, I may, use the word God, because for me, there's no charge in that. Uh, I did grow up in, you know, mainstream 
religion and I did have a problem with it for a long time and uh you know just got triggered by it because of so much dogmatic um teachings and things that just never felt right in my body uh, but I had a shift with that and for me uh, once I had the shift then I tried on every other word you know spirit universe um energy source like I tried every word and uh, and still that word uh, God that I use uh, still felt the best out of all the words uh, and the, the one that I felt the most connected to, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, so all that to say, uh, I do my best to mix it up, source, spirit, universe. Uh, but if that G word slips out of my mouth uh, during the next hour, uh, insert whatever word that you like that fits for you insert that word anytime I say the G word. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so all that to say, uh, there, my wife, Mara, said the most interesting thing years ago, and, and I love it, and I've taught it, like shared it with many people since, uh, was she said, okay, so you always say we're like made in the image of God, right? And I said, yeah, image and likeness doesn't mean like, you know, man in the sky, but I mean, the energy that I'm made of, the, the, all, all the stuff that I am, you know, that's the, that's the same stuff that this divine energy source that is all of creation is. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So she said, okay, so does God make mistakes? And I said, no, I don't think so. She said, well, so if you're made in the image and likeness of that thing, then that means you don't make any mistakes, right? And I was like, whoa, <laughs> so how could there, how could there be anything wrong with you if you don't make any mistakes? <laughs> and so she kind of left me in that for a meditation and, uh, and it just opened up a whole bunch of things that were really interesting, you know, if I made in the image and likeness of it and it doesn't make mistakes, therefore I don't make mistakes. So, so what's underneath? that if i don't make mistakes so then i started really really looking at words and especially dogmatic religious words that i grew up with and so uh one of them was sin so i looked into that and the word sin ooh, it doesn't even feel good when i say it right it's just like hits you and and that's what it's meant to do right so the word sin actually means to miss the mark Miss the mark doesn't sound really heavy, right? <laughs> it doesn't, you know, oops. It's like, I see like uh, arrow shooting, trying to hit that target, right? If I miss it and it goes off to the side, I might go, ah, shucks. But, but I let it go and I try again, right? <laughs> and, that's, and so that's the thing, miss the mark. Okay, sounds so much less heavy than that other word, which I don't even want to say anymore from this point on. But missed the mark hmm not a big deal unless i make it a big deal and so so that led me to um it I'm, i was i am fully aware that to me that i create everything like everything that i have created so even the bad stuff right why would i create the bad stuff to teach me lessons and so when i was looking at that word <laughs> missed the mark and I then it brought 
me to remembering my older sister. And my older sister, Tina, was the queen of repeating mistakes over and over again, and then asking, why is this happening to me? So first of all, when you ask God's spirit universe, why it goes, yeah, why? And it keeps giving you reasons to ask why. So the same things kept coming back. And then the same mistake would be made, seeming, I'm going to say, seeming mistake would be made over and over and over again by her. And so what came to me in awareness was, oh, so really, if there was a missed the mark, <laughs> don't want to say that word. If there was a that word, uh, I feel like it would be repeating the same mistakes over and over again, not getting the lesson of the uncomfortable thing that I purposely have created to teach me, right? Missing the mark by not getting the message, not learning what I needed to learn so that I didn't repeat that thing again. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so mm -hmm. then I dove into the two words, uh, evil and devil. That came up a lot in my dogmatic upbringing and still to this day family members might use and i looked into that and the meaning of that actually in the aramaic the original version of, of that book called the bible uh, aramaic translation for devil evil is is crazy thought hmm <laughs> crazy thought okay yeah, I have those. I've had those a lot, especially growing up. Okay. Crazy thoughts can feel really dark. So I get it. How people might, you know, go all in on that and uh and call it that. But crazy thought missed the mark. Crazy thought missed the mark. Both feel so less heavy <laughs> to me <laughs> than those other words because of the place I learned it, the way it was been phrased, the way it was used to manipulate and control me, right? All these ugh, all the energy with those words that didn't feel good. But once I found out the true and actual meaning of them, lifted everything. Oh, so now, after all that study and all of that, aha, uh -huh, now I sit down and breathe again and ask, okay, so tell me more, tell me more. And in that, I received, because I tend to download things in stream of consciousness, uh, a song that's called You're Perfect originally, but I created a, an album where I did another friend's song called Perfect. <laughs> so I didn't want to have a You're Perfect Imperfect, so I actually changed it to... Um, uh, something else on my album. So if you have one of my CDs, you'll recognize the lyrics. Uh, but originally the song was called You're Perfect. And uh, so I, what I downloaded in sitting in, with all of this information that I've just shared with you, which is a lot, <laughs> was, uh, did you hear that voice in your head today? Yeah, you know the one, right? <laughs> It says that you're not good enough. It says that life's no fun. Did you hear that voice in your head today? It's the one that tells you lies. 
the one that sometimes laughs at you, and the one that sometimes cries. Did you believe him? Did you believe her? Did you buy into the lies? The only thing wrong with you is that you think something's wrong with you. The only thing wrong with you is that you think something's wrong with you. So it says, uh, let's burn that voice up as if it burned up in a fire. Let's, let's tell our friends that we are enough, that we walk with something much higher. Let's celebrate the good in us and do our best to inspire. Let's tell that voice that we won't entertain the ramblings of a liar. The only thing wrong with you is that you think something's wrong with you. The only thing wrong with you is that you think something's wrong with you. The truth is you're perfect just the way you are. You're perfect just the way you are. You're perfect just the way you are. And um, yeah, there's a lot of music and that's stretched out over. <laughs> five long minutes to make. <laughs> uh, but the lyrics, whew, that poured through, you know, brought up so much. So there's that word perfect. There's another word that can be a trigger word, I found out for people. I say, you're perfect. Uh, they, some people would take me to task on that and literally argue for their limitations and go toe to toe with me and try to tell me that I was wrong to say that they're perfect. They're made in the image and likeness of source itself. <laughs> and it breathes us without effort if you really think about it as you're walking around through the day, we're breathing, but we're not efforting to breathe. We're not thinking about breathing. It just It's just something that happens, right? It's like, it's breathing us are the, the words that came to me. It's, it's breathing me, right? Because everything else, it seems like I have to think about, I have to work for, I have to meditate about, I have to effort, right? <laughs> not everything, but a lot of things. But that breath, not so much. The only time that I have to effort is if I'm having an issue breathing. And then that's something for me to look at. Why am I having an issue breathing? And then there's something underneath it. And when I get to that, I can breathe again. But the actual breathing, it, I don't even have to think about it. Like it just happens. So that's one of the, for me, proof of source, proof that I made in the image and likeness of that thing. <laughs> right? And, uh, so just to complete this diatribe, <laughs> if you will. Uh, now I'll just go with basic math. I'm like the king of basic math. I can do that all day long, but I didn't, uh, I purposely arranged it that I didn't really have to go much further than that and still was able to graduate. Pretty smart. <laughs> I would, uh, right? right? I would conveniently forget to uh, enroll for the geometry or whatever class I was supposed to take. And then uh, when, once they realized, then the classes would be full. 
So then they would throw me in basic math. And then I would take that first test to see where you're at. And I'd get it done in five minutes and I'd go hand the, hand the test into the teacher. And then they would be like 100% and he did it in five minutes. Get out of here. And they'd send me back to the office to get another math class. But none were available. So then I got to pick an elective. And so I repeated that over and over again uh, because I didn't feel like I needed anything more than that. And so I created being able to skip over that and still be able to graduate. Interesting. Hmm. So, <laughs> but using okay. basic math, math, basic math principles, I'm going to maintain that you cannot be any more or any less than you are in this moment or this moment. <laughs> or this now, like right in this moment as you're hearing me speak, you cannot weigh less, you cannot weigh more, right? You cannot be less, you cannot be more. If I decided I wanted to release some weight and then in this now moment, I made a choice in what I wanted to do in the future to create that, great. That's a choice I'll be making that will effectively, if I do it, uh, bring the scale number down in my pants to be less tight. However, even in this moment when I make that choice, I cannot be any less or any more than I am now. In each moment, I could never be less or more than I am now. So when it hurts my heart when I hear people use words like, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Those words, I almost like, oh, right? I just, if I even hear it, I just want to first, just want to hug. <laughs> oh, sweetie. You know, like, where did that come from? And, and like, hey, would you like some feedback? Like, really get to it and try to figure out where that came from to, to be released, to be dealt with. Um, but if you're just using basic math principles, <laughs> We cannot be any more or any less in any moment ever. So therefore we are enough in each moment. And we are worthy of anything that we can even imagine, <laughs> right? Anything that we can even imagine. It's like people say sky is the limit. I don't need, I'm like, huh, that's still limited sky, <laughs> right? It's not sky's the limit. It's like there is no limit and that's the piece that i feel like i'm a walking talking proof and demonstration of <laughs> right? there are no limits anything i can think of um, is <laughs> not even possible but is and uh and so i guess i'll i'll let it rest for now right there uh, we cannot be any less we cannot be any more it's just it's just Good math, right? <laughs> right now, perfect, just the way we are. If we can't be any less or more, clearly we must be enough. Clearly we must be worthy. And if we're literally breathed by the source that created us, I think that makes me worthy. I do. <laughs> I really believe that that alone makes me worthy to be able to create have do be 
anything, anybody, any, any of it is, is, is mine for the creation, mine for the creating. And uh, anything that I, for years now, that I really truly get clear, time to create that, right, has happened, I believe, because of the things that I'm teaching right now. I know there's nothing that's telling me that I don't deserve that, that I'm not worthy of that. And, uh, um, and that was really, it was beat into me mercilessly by <laughs> some of my mentors who you would know, uh, a lot of them. Uh, those of you who are watching this just really took me under their wing and, and really helped me answer the kind of questions that came up in the inquiry that I was telling you about that just told me over and over again that I was worthy until I got it. <laughs> so that's why when it was like, what subject, you know, what do you think would be a good idea to talk about today, Keith? Uh, this really came present for me. This, this piece was maybe the hugest piece that I've ever received that literally shifted everything in my life. So I wanted to put a whole bunch of words on it and say it a whole bunch of different ways uh, in hopes that if you're watching this and there's even a piece of you <laughs> that feels uh, any of those words that I used that isn't uh, all perfect, isn't... Uh, <laughs> perfectly made, it isn't, uh, I can manifest anything, isn't those qualities that create the things that feel good in our body, that feel good to us, that create health, that create uh, all, the, all the goodness that we can even think of. Uh, if anything lands today and it gets you closer to that or brings your heart, your knowing, to loving yourself unconditionally, then I'm all about it. And uh, yeah, so thanks, uh, thanks Lisa for being willing to chat about this today. Absolutely, thank you so much, Keith. That was that was spectacular. There's so so many things that I can pick up on in that to carry forward. As you as you started, you asked who is listening to these words and the ultimate answer is i am and when i ask myself who is creating my life i am when i was facing cancer who created this i did I didn't do it on purpose, obviously, but right. I did it because we are each the creator. Mm -hmm. Not only are we made in the image and likeness of, we are literally the creator exploring itself in human form. Yeah. So we take source the the living life force energy 
that suspends all universes, that has created all universes, and we allow that to flow to and through us, and that shapes our lives. And when we are believing that I'm not okay, I'm not perfect, I screwed up, I shouldn't have done that, I, all of these things that we are taught, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not wealthy enough, I'm not, I'm not, I'm too much. When we believe all of these things that are taught to us by the external world, that we're sinners, that we're unworthy, that we need to have more, that we need to do more. What are you going to do with your life? When we start believing all of these things and following everybody else's expectations, I am gets very, very distorted. And when we are living that distorted version of I am, the body has to reflect that. Our lives have to reflect that. When we believe that we're unworthy, we don't have any money. <laughs> like, you know, or we don't have the relationship, we don't have the life that we really truly desire. When we believe there's something wrong with us, our bodies are going to reflect that. Like, there is no other way. When I believe I'm not okay, I can't be okay. <laughs> like, I can't manifest that. I can't see my okayness when I believe that I'm not okay. Mm. Yeah. True. Yeah. For me, I, I fully believe all the stuff you're saying. <laughs> and I don't tell anybody else they have to believe what I believe. <laughs> right? And uh, in, in growing up, you know, there, I did like an extensive search through a whole bunch of every type of church possible. All of my friends were all different religions and I wasn't feeling God, spirit, universe, source energy in the one that my family was going to. So I thought I would try other ones on. And I tried over and over and many of them, many of them used, you know, the Bible and that was their, their uh, answers came through that book. And, and so somebody told me when I was young and I wish I could remember who, so I could give them credit. It said the Bible is a book of metaphors. And I was like, what's a metaphor? Because I was young on this search. <laughs> and uh, it was like, oh, they're like stories that have a moral or they have a, they have something that you can come away with, right? But, but they're kind of, they're made up or they're embellished or they're created to teach a lesson. So it's like, you can't really take those words, uh, all the words, literally, they're just, they're telling a story and it's what you come with, away with it. That's what's the most important. So that's like, Oh, okay, cool. So it's very formidable <laughs> as a child. Like when I would hear things, I would consider them and ponder them. And, and I felt like an alien on this planet because I felt like I was doing things that a lot of people weren't doing. They were just hearing and saying, okay, and just doing it, but not really questioning or 
sitting with it and finding their own answers. So once I heard that, then I things started to jump out. And that is one of them you used, I am, right? When Jesus was asked, who are you? Like those were the only words he could come up with, right? I am, I am that, I am. And when I heard I am that, I am, I was, I was a kid, so I was like, I am that, I am. I am that, I am. And I tried it on like a bunch of different ways and every way like meant something else. So I was like, even in that, even in those words, I am that, I am five words, it was, it was a metaphor. <laughs> right? Wow. And then, uh, and then I was really just listening for in that, going to all the different churches. Like, what are the things that are being said that actually feel true? <laughs> there were very few, but the ones that did really stood out because they came over and over and over and then they felt good in my body. So I am that I am was felt like truth. Um, it happens as you believe and all the different ways that that was said. Uh, as you believe it is done unto you, pray believing that you'll have and you'll receive. Whew, I was like, well, I want to see if that's true. You know, so I started as a kid up at wish is the word I use for it. So I would like a wish for something with intention of creating it. And then it would come true, which was really cool for a poor kid. <laughs> for a poor child who basically didn't have anything even the clothes on his back was like given to him by church members and so I felt like it was a charity case you know so wishing for things and creating them for the first time in my life gave me control over what I had right it didn't have to be given to me like oh poor Keith he doesn't have shoes so let me get him buy him these nice shoes most kids when they got brand new shoes were excited and they're pumped you know look at my brand new shoes oh they're all excited i put on brand new shoes and i felt like my mom doesn't have enough money to buy shoes like i made up a story about like how it was negative so i could have brand new shoes and not feel good about it but this whole wishing thing this thing that jesus told me i could wish <laughs> and things would come true thing what and i tried that on and then it started like really really working uh that's when i started really uh manifesting you know at, at a young age some things while being in if you've read my book a whole bunch of drama and other things to try to pull me away <laughs> so it's like i was creating all of that to ultimately get me to where i am today right <laughs> so that all the things that i believe in today i got to test out uh, growing up and, and be able to try to get through all those issues and challenges problems that ultimately I created <laughs> so so there you go and if I had not learned those lessons and missed the mark <laughs> then maybe I could get into that energy that everyone else gets into uh, that I choose not to <laughs> so uh, so loving self unconditionally that's the next piece that to look at if you really want to believe that there's you know nothing wrong with you what we're trying what we're have the audacity to say to you today <laughs> that there's nothing wrong with you uh, love like i feel like we all have a sense of what that word means love unconditionally 
a lot of people go like, oh, what does that even mean? How is that even possible? <laughs> Without conditions? So what would loving yourself unconditionally mean? What would that look like? Would you be able to make seeming mistakes? Would you be able to miss the mark? If you knew that you created that and that there was some lesson for you to learn from it, and ultimately you did it on purpose, <laughs> would you be able to judge yourself for making a seeming mistake if you knew that it was just there to teach you? If you looked at your body and you knew that that was a creation also by you, would you be able to be willing to accept the bumps right here, bumps all over the face? I don't know what they are, but <laughs> they're there. <laughs> would, would you be willing to accept the pockmarks, the scars, the... Uh, yeah, what else do people feel it's not great about their body the weight the the way it looks uh, arms that go like this <laughs> did you love that <laughs> did you love that did you knew that it was all a creation of by you for you as you and could be no other way in this exact moment I mean, I could, I could sit around and lift weights all day and fill that up with a whole bunch of muscle and it wouldn't do that. But do I like not liking myself right now because of my arms tiggling? Like, that would suck. And I do remember, <laughs> do remember having uh, body shame. And, and even in, until recently, a, a few years ago, I did a, uh, thing called nine round for the first time in my life ever I had some abs and uh and so I lifted up my shirt and took a picture and posted it on Facebook and I was like I'm like some of you might see this picture and and you're reading this but maybe your first thought was oh my god how vain is he you know how like oh my god he's showing off his abs right and I get it, I said, but what you don't know is I had body shame my whole life and that I could never even take my shirt off like in a pool or a beach or around people because I had so much shame about my body. And, uh, but I had this like intention to do the work to create where I actually would be able to see my abs. And today I lifted up my shirt and realized I completed that. So this is me posting that picture is me literally facing and now leaving behind that body shame because now I'm putting my you know picture of my body out to anyone who sees it on Facebook, which I have the max amount of friends, so it's five thousand or whatever are gonna see this. Uh, that was like a big stretch for me to post that, it, like thumping heartbeat. There's so much I could feel it in my neck before hitting sand, right? So if you think I'm vain, <laughs> FYI, the opposite of that. And uh, and there's a little bit of pride because it took a lot of work to get to where I had these. And that was a decision that I made in all the mornings and all the running and, you know, 
stuff that I did to get there. And so, so uh, it was a really cool moment of uh, showing myself about unconditional love regarding my body. Mm-hmm. So I went a long way for it, but <laughs> and uh, felt important to share. Somebody, somebody, you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we are so as as a society, we are we are as a collective body shamed by the external world, showing us pictures of these perfect quote unquote models and the movie stars and this is what you're supposed to look like and you know the messages that are sent out are if you don't look like this then you're not good enough so Mm -hmm. it's it's a real shame (laughs) that this is what happens to everyone and we are body shamed And, you know, unfortunately, when we're ashamed of our bodies, we don't feel comfortable in our own skin. And that in and of itself puts weight on our bodies because our bodies have a biological response that when we feel like a fish out of water, when we feel like we don't fit in, when we're not in our natural environment, the body shuts down the the kidney collecting tubules to to preserve more water. Just like if you pull a fish out of the water, it's out of its natural environment. It needs to preserve all of the water it can so that it can survive. Our bodies have the exact same template as a fish body, as a bear body, as a, a deer body. All bodies are built on these templates and they have these biological responses. So the more ashamed we are of our body, the bigger it gets. <laughs> it's a biological response. Yeah. When we take that, when we decide to take command of our own lives and we start to take responsibility, the ability to respond, mm-hmm. when we respond appropriately to whatever is going on, the appropriate response is to get rid of that negative liar voice in our head that's telling us that we're not good enough, that we're not okay, that there's something wrong with us. And that's the voice that we need to address because we are the creators of our lives. So if there's something where we are missing the mark, then it's up to us to readjust. And it's not about the thing that is showing up that's telling us that we're missing the mark such as the excess weight or the quote-unquote cancer those are not the problems it's the fact that we're aiming our consciousness in the wrong direction we're thinking thoughts that are causing us to miss the mark they're causing us to not see the amazing, brilliant being of perfection and divinity that we truly are. Yeah. <laughs> We're missing yeah. the I am, Mark. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you used the word lack. That's one of my teachings. Like, you know, that little voice, some people call it inner critic or all those other words. I love to call it the little liar because it, it tells you lies. It doesn't tell you the truth. Uh, 
And for most people, I'm going to maintain that it's not even your voice, right? Because that programming that you're talking about, um, that you're not good enough programming starts from childhood. It, and ultimately, it starts from the first time that we reach out, if you think about it. So you're a baby and everyone's like, oh, you're so cute, good, gaga, they're doing baby talk to you. And they're like, they're like so sweet to you. And then you get up and you crawl on your knees and they're like, yay, and they're like cheering you on. And like, you're a hero because you're on your knees. So you're excited. And then you notice everybody is just walking around on their feet. So you're like, I'm halfway there, but I got to get up. And so you get up and you know, do everything you can to finally get up and stand on your feet and you take that first step and you're congratulated. But the first time you reach out, to touch something no no don't touch that bad like that's where it starts the first time you reach out and then you that's for me was the age that i started noticing tv and then all the commercials all the commercials right in a consumer nation that wants to sell us stuff is telling us like if we have dandruff we're bad if we ring around the collar was a big thing when i was growing up Right, big deal. Like you sweat, there's a ring around your collar, but no, no, you've got a ring around the collar. And oh my God. It was like when you have this car, when you have these clothes, when you have this supplement, when you have this, 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 then you'll be good enough. But it's never good enough because then they come and make up something else. You know, cholesterol is cholesterol. There was no bad cholesterol until it became a marketing thing. When all the so many things that are focused on now are it's just consumer 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 money driven isn't it interesting that high blood pressure or low blood pressure that that number has changed over the years hmm. suddenly <laughs> the numbers are different that's strange you know these are things i noticed that i feel like a lot of people miss <laughs> right uh, so uh, little liar voice trained 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 from from young 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 not enough, not enough. So I get it, right? That you may have those thoughts even today. Uh, but I love to say that if, if we are feeling, anybody who says that you're not good enough or not perfect just the way you are, either A, <laughs> is doesn't know any better. They don't know any better. They're caught up in the whole dream as well, the whole nightmare of being brainwashed into that, they either don't know any better or they're trying to sell you something. Whether it's a seminar, it's a program, it's a, you know, their thing to help you feel better. And it may get you there. It, like what we're doing today, it may get you to feel worthy and feel great and all that. Uh, and if I'm telling you you're not good enough to sell you that program, then I'm trying to sell you something, right? Exactly. So either they don't know any better or they're trying to sell you something. Otherwise, they, including the old voice in your head, would only tell you, you are perfect just the way you are. Exactly. You don't make any mistakes. If you make a mistake, it's you created it so that you could teach yourself something. So therefore, the only challenge is if you actually don't miss the lesson and then repeat the mistake over and over again. It doesn't hurt anybody but you, but it does hurt, right? So how can we learn the lesson? You know, what if we did take personal responsibility for everything in our lives? Would we be able to blame anybody else for anything? But would we be willing to love ourselves no matter what for creating it 
And, and as we learned our, to love ourselves, would we then be happier more? Would we be able to see the lessons? Would they jump out now if we weren't judging them and making ourselves wrong and hating on ourselves and all this ugh, icky stuff? We're just like, ah, oh, you know what? All of it, all of it is good. I'm just going to call it all good. Like that thing that seems like it was really bad just happened. Okay. Every time something like that happens, when I look back at it a year later, I can see the blessing. It's always for a reason. It's always good. So can I now ask that thing happened and it's my stomach's tight and I'm like feeling like this? Can I now go, you're a blessing? <laughs> I don't know what it is yet, but I'll see you. I'm gonna call you a blessing right now, even in in this, I'm gonna call you a blessing because I know there's a blessing there. And if I do that, will I see the blessing? 10 times faster, not have to wait a year. Might I see the blessing right then or half an hour, an hour, or even a day later instead of a year later? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. We have Lori saying, we shame ourselves because of comparison and competition. Removing those prescribed concepts helps us to love who and what we are. And she yeah. says, our education system rams the not good enough down on us when we realize the grading system puts us in categories of smart or dumb and joining sports determines if you're popular. She says, sad. Yeah, I forget which country it was, but that we took our system from, right? From another country. and our school system was set up like literally created to treat to train soldiers and industrial workers yep so that's why it feels so militant when we're and just like contrary when we're growing up ah bell shut up raise your hand ah all that stuff just feels like oh i'm being controlled icky 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 right exactly. uh, but at that time there was in industrial working workers and war going on, right? So at, at at the time, that is, you could look at what was needed, right? The school system that was needed. They, they needed they needed industrial workers, they needed soldiers. So it's like, I'll, okay, I'll let you off the hook. I'll say at the time, <laughs> that's what was needed. <laughs> Helps take a little bit of energy off of it. However, as soon as it became a not industrial nation and, you know, we weren't, like constantly in war at war, um, then let's look at something else, right? Yeah. So, so there are a few, a few <laughs> different options out there now, uh, and it's it's just another thing that uh, a lot. I think a lot of the, a lot of the negative energy, a lot of the negative stuff has just been handed down from generation to generation to generation. So it's. It's a lot easier to just go, oh, I went to that type of school, and so I'm going to enroll my kids in that school and not even think about it. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> just, unless you had a, like an aha and lightning moment of like, this is not for me. Anybody who ha is creative in any way whatsoever is not built for this. Exactly. We'll, we'll be labeled ADD saying they have a short attention span, so let's give them, you know, speed, which is really weird, to... <laughs> <laughs> to try to calm them down, not yeah. getting that one, but, but uh, labeled as ADD, no, that's not enough. Let's go to ADHD, right? It's, 
that is, yes. I'm so bored. Right? There's I, something I, wrong with you and we have yeah. a pill for that. Well, I can't, I, <laughs> I literally can't focus because this is not going to do me any good. It does, nothing about being in this place feels good to me. I'm not being challenged um, in ways that I need to be challenged, like creative <laughs> art. Yeah. You know, I get this much music if I'm in the right school or this much art, you know, one hour. But if I'm an artist, I want to do art all day long. And anything other than that art that I love is boring to me. Then you have the whole, first there were the indigo children. And I don't know if you believe in this stuff, but I don't know, I've seen evidence of it. First there were indigo children and they, and now there's crystal children. Right? And, uh, and these kids are already born knowing the things that are taught at school. So they're just like so over it before they even get there. And then once they realize they're actually smarter than their teacher because they have their own brain and they're able to think with that and they have discernment, they're not just lockstep, do what I'm told. You know, they're like have discernment and, and their own thoughts of creation. And like there's born art, you know, oh, and I'm actually smarter than my teacher. How are you going to sit down and listen to the teacher if you're smarter than them? Yeah. And you're told that you have to. Right. Listen to your elders, listen to the teacher, do what you're told, sit down, <laughs> be quiet. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it doesn't, it takes all of the respect. Out. It doesn't teach us to respect ourselves. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. teach us to follow our own inner guidance. It right. teaches us the opposite of that. Right. So we have an entire world filled with humans who have been disconnected from their own inner guidance and taught to ignore their inner guidance. Right. <laughs> and, you know, because we are creators by default, this is who and what we are when we are reacting to the external world, we're simply reacting to the stimulus and then we're creating the exact thing that we don't want. Yeah. So, but yeah. when we're in creator mode, we're living with that living life force energy flowing to us and through us. And it feels incredible and amazing and wonderful. And, you know, life is a completely different story when yeah. we are actively, consciously creating and in the flow and being who I am designed to be my soul is here for a reason for each and every one of us i'm saying the i am for each and every one of us yeah. that this is who and what we are we are these divine beings created in the image and likeness of the creator god source universe whatever words you want to use right. but we are each that individual crystalline snowflake that is perfect sacred geometry of the soul is what i talk about how every snowflake is perfect and completely unique we are each created perfect and completely unique and we are here for specific reasons we have chosen to be here and then we come here and we go, oh, no, we're supposed to fit ourselves into this dysfunctional society. Like, how am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do in this dysfunctional world? 
Mm. And we get lost. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the youth, you know, the teens, the children uh, of today, if, if you sit down and teach them at school with that model, a lot of resistance. I wonder why. Mm. Uh, even at a lot of uh, churches, right? Adults talking at them, right? So they, they get so much adults talking at them. And then even adults, they're born now feeling like, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know. I already know that. Yeah, I know that. Right? So, so <laughs> uh, I get so much of my information in asking people questions. Uh, if you read my book, there was a time where um, the angel who came to me literally in the flesh and worked with me uh, at one point challenged me to not speak for a period of time and only listen. And and ultimately, one of the lessons was, you know, you can learn more from listening than you can from talking, because at that time, I loved to hear myself talk. And uh, so I, I've always been in this inquiry process and asking people questions. And so at one point, when I was speaking with teens and, and kids growing up, I started asking these questions. Uh, do you... I mean, if, do, don't you feel like uh, re it's really, really hard to be in the traditional school system? Yes. Is, do you feel that that's because <laughs> you already know what you're being taught? Yes. Thank you. Is it because you feel like I'm smarter than this teacher and I was born smarter than this teacher? Yes. Thank you. Is it because you're more of a creative type, you know, you just, you want to be creating something, whether I don't care if it's a computer program or it's art or it's music or whatever, that you're, you're a creator and you want to be creating something instead of learning about something somebody else did a hundred years ago. Yes. And do you not even, is there a part of you that doesn't even believe that the things that you're being taught in history are true? Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. And it was like everything that I was sharing, they're like, yes, thank you. I, you get me. I can't believe that there's an adult walking this planet that actually gets me. And that's from reading a book that explained crystal children and me looking for my proof because as much as I know, and even after <laughs> reading my book, you think anything would just fall through a filter of that's the truth. But there's still part of me that always wants to see evidence of it. So I just read about crystal children then i started talking to them and they're and they were like oh my god finally somebody gets me. finally an adult understands me you know oh i wish you were my teacher <laughs> well just google keith leonis there's a bazillion videos you can watch <laughs> i can teach you there uh but it, it's just so so interesting because before that you know before all of that before i started asking questions um the only way I could really speak in front of teens and have the walls come down was to tell them my story. I'll, I'll never forget, I spoke, I hadn't spoken to, to kids, teens in a while. And uh, I was up in Waits, Waitsfield, uh, Vermont, and I actually got booked to speak in an auditorium, the whole school in the auditorium, the certain ages that were the teens. And sitting in the parking lot, just watching them and the way they're acting and being, 
just took me back to that time in my life. And I was remembering like how judgy and <laughs> mean they were. And, and I was watching some be mean to each other. And I was like, what am I even thinking? What's, oh gosh, right? And just brought up a bunch of stuff for me to look at. So I sat in the car and I just breathed. I sat in the car and I just breathed. And I was like, how, how can I reach that energy? Because I remember being that energy. How am I going to reach that energy? And it was like, hmm. The whole energy is what the hell do you know? Who are you to tell me? Like that's the energy and I get it. And it's, it's earned. It really is. You can only earn their respect uh, with commonality. Ah, I get it. So I went in and they're like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, this, key, this, this guy that you don't want to hear from, that you don't care about, who's going to now look down his nose and freaking tell you how to be. That's what my bio sounded like and my introduction when I really was listening to it. <laughs> so already I'm like, oh, we're off to a great start. Okay. So I just got up and breathed and didn't say anything for what probably felt like an hour to them, which was probably about 30 seconds to a minute. Complete silence. I'm just looking in their eyes and smiling with my hand in my heart, saying not a word. And then the first words out of my mouth were, I know and I understand. Who am I to be standing up here right now? Who am I to tell you anything? Who, what, what could I possibly have to share that could make a difference in your life? Why would I even waste your time right now? So the answer to that is, I was born in blah, blah, blah. Two years old, my parents divorced. I grew up, my mom, manic depressive. Barely got out of the bed. So I went through my life story. And if you read my life story, there's literally nothing <laughs> that you can say, you what, who are you to tell me? You haven't experienced that yourself. Um, all of it have experienced <laughs> myself, even when I didn't talk about it in the book, which is, you know, being molested. Talked about a near miss, but I didn't talk about the actual time, right? Because it wasn't time for that but there's touched all of it just in my first five minutes it's called the earn the right why do i have the right so i just shared everything that my life was what i had been through and in that five minutes i heard people exhale i heard kids i watched kids go from this to sitting forward which the whole room shift like energy shift before my eyes and in five minutes ears were open hearts were open because they not they couldn't think of a thing whatever story they had that they thought i didn't know it was all disarmed because i had talked about it and uh and so i said so so now we start right <laughs> now we start and then i was able to share the, the concepts and the, and the stories and the things that I wanted them to know. And it's a lot of what we're talking about today. There's a lot of self-worth and, you know, uh, hurt people, hurt people, right? Bullies, uh, there, was, there was bullies going up to people that they had bullied after apologizing, like crying, apologizing for being mean to them. Um, just, complete shift <laughs> a line of kids waiting to talk to me after you know 
I think it was because it went into lunch. So they had the time. So they're like using their lunch time to wait in line to talk to me to share like what a difference it had made in their life. And so easily I could have been like every other adult and just focused on the, here's what I have to teach you piece. Uh, instead of being completely vulnerable and sharing my stuff and my drama and how I was able to get through to the other side of it, right? And not only not be either in jail or dead or with the needle hanging out of my arm, right? But to actually have been like this successful, you know, publisher, speaker, guy, still alive to even speak to them after they had heard everything that I shared. They're just like, wow, you know, there's hope <laughs> kind of thing. And I, maybe I'll end up being an adult that's not an a-hole too, <laughs> right? Like this guy, it was the most profound and amazing experience ever. Uh, and all of that from asking them questions and receiving feedback about who they are, how they feel, how they want to be heard, all of that. You know, these are the only reasons that I could could move a room like that. And uh, which was, as I said from the very beginning, was my gift to me, was my shift to change the energy of how I saw kids that age, because that came up for me from the parking lot. Right? Whew, if I move forward with that judgment, oh boy, it's not going to go well. <laughs> right? So I had to deal with my own crap in the parking lot to be able to breathe into and be the message that I was to be. And then and to have the discernment and the opening to let all of that pour through. And none of that could have happened if I felt like I wasn't good enough, I wasn't worthy. Who am I to speak to them? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? The long list of things that are brainwashed <laughs> into us in the past. Not right now, though. huh? I'm not going to share any of the, that negative energy with you because there's even a part of me, <laughs> I have the audacity to say this, uh, that even believes that all the seemingly bad stuff is good stuff, too even all the cacao that's going on in the world right now uh the seeming nightmare that's happening uh in mainstream media and, and all of that stuff brainwashing is also good and and remember how i talked about looking at a steaming pile of you know what and calling it good in the moment so that i can see the blessing sooner that's what i've been doing for the last two two and a half years is mm, you know, well, it looks bad and it feels bad, so all that, but I'm going to call it a blessing because I'm already seeing what's on the other side of it. I'm already being in the lessons that it's teaching me. I'm already uh, get, reaching out to more people, getting closer to people, getting loving myself even more. Like, oh, there's so many great things coming from this and out of this uh, experience, uh, even now. And so I, I don't, I'm not calling it bad. I'm calling it interesting. <laughs> That's the word I would use. I find it interesting and in no, in noticing what percentage of people have discernment and their own thoughts as opposed to just believing what they're told. Like that's, that's surprising to me. And the 
I feel like something I've learned because I asked questions and I told you that's where I received my feedback. And I've been, even through all of this, I've been speaking in front of rooms and speaking on venues with a lot of people and asking questions and come to find out there was a thing called the uh, silent majority. I had heard that phrase, but never understood what it meant until I started talking to people. And it seems like the people who uh, know the truth, which is what I feel like I'm speaking to you today, know these things, like the truth about us, that we are enough, that we actual creation happens through us because we're made in the image of likeness of that thing. And, and, and we are that thing. I am that I am. Like the people who know this are so many more than I thought. And the people who know the truth about what's really going on right now are so many more than I thought. And so what I've learned is the minority is louder. And it has it speaks with a one of those big speaker, what do they call that thing? It's willing to shout from the mountaintops and be louder than everyone else. So it appears like it's the majority because it's so loud. Exactly. Actually, the minority and the majority are sitting back going, that's interesting. <laughs> Let me consider that. Let me think about that. Let me. Let me get with a group of people and chat about that. Let me belong to a group of people who are willing to talk about that kind of thing. Uh, so interesting. Just, I did not know that before all of this stuff this last couple of years. I just, I had heard silent majority and I just didn't even know or have a grasp of what that meant. And it was like, I don't need to be loud. <laughs> I don't need to be right. Right, I know what's true, and I sit around and I talk about that with people who know it's true, and then we share and give workshops, and, and we, you know, under the radar, make a difference in people's life about the truth because we know it's true. We don't have to scream about it or yell about it, and it's not the truth of who we are. Isn't doesn't want to fight, and knows that anything that you fight against expands <laughs> and comes at you ten times harder. Why would I want to be fighting about anything? And if I'm fighting about something, is that me trying to be right? How is my right any more right than anybody else's right if that's working for them? So right's not even a thing, right? I think, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ingrained that I would say right even after I said that. Yeah. Wild, this programming. So I don't feel like I have the need, the need to be right, which means I talk so much less now. <laughs> this, this hour, I've been talking a lot, but you can ask Lisa. Uh, I am in a whole group <laughs> and many groups of people who are leaders and teachers and uh, thought leaders, new thought leaders who are the difference makers of the world. And in a group of those people, I'm the quietest one there. Like I probably speak the least in that group. And that's because I don't need to be right. And I had to do that couple of weeks of just listening. So if I'm talking, I feel like they've already heard my stuff, right? And a lot of you, Lisa's read my book. 
what more do I have to teach her? Like I put everything in it. <laughs> Not teachings, but my story in the book. So I, I, I don't even have stories to tell anybody because it's all in the book. So unless somebody says, hey, what do you think, Keith? Why am, why am I going to waste their time and my time <laughs> by trying to interject <laughs> unless I'm asked? Or I have a different thought. I, oh, I have something different than I've ever thought before. And now I'm going to share. But that's weird for me. I'm a Leo, and I was the loudest person in the room <laughs> before that exercise. I was always the loudest person that needed, like, spotlight on me. Ah, like, that was the energy. Everybody look at me. I'm a Leo. Oh, like, that was the, the thing. So for me, at this point, to even go five minutes without speaking, it, it it still blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely enjoy hearing you speak because everything that you speak is, is from the heart and mm -hmm. it is from higher consciousness. And we are here on this planet to tap into our higher consciousness. We have been taught to think from the lower consciousness, from that falling consciousness of do what you're told, listen to others, follow the rules, don't think for yourself. And now we are here to realize that it's really time for us to start thinking for ourselves, to start taking responsibility for ourselves because we are creators and there is not a single thing wrong with any of us, except for the fact that we have believed that there's something wrong with each yes. of us. Yes. So, because the external world loves to shout at us that there is something wrong with us, that we are powerless, that we have to do what we're told or else. And it's time to change that because that's where all of the wars and the poverty and all of the things in the world that don't work are coming from. So we are here to take our power back and start to realize there is nothing wrong with any of us. There's nothing wrong with our bodies. There's nothing wrong with our lives. We have just simply been focused in a different direction. And when we take command of our own focus, we start focusing inside on the I am. We can start to choose how we be. <laughs> we don't have to be sick. We don't have to be poor. We don't have to be broke or stressed or depressed or anxious. We can be any way we choose to be. Healthy, wealthy, wise, happy. Yes. All choices that we can create. <laughs> mm-hmm. As you say, the soul is the solution. <laughs> uh, it is. That is the who that hears me when I speak <laughs> with your eyes closed. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. you have um, Michelle saying she loves the message on your shirt. I love yeah. my life. For anyone who can't <laughs> see it, it says, I love my life. And Brenny says, thank you for this uplifting and inspiring conversation. Um, <laughs> great conversation. I thank you both, says Lori. Hi, Lori. Yeah. All right. So, Keith, 
It's always such a delight to have you on Solution Sunday. I love our conversations. And for anybody that has not yet read this book, Walking with My Angels by Keith Leon S. This is the book. <laughs> it is his true story, and it is a spectacular read. There are incredible adventures, incredible uh, learnings. Uh, just, it's a book that will fascinate you, delight you, keep you entertained, give you aha moments all along the way. So to walk, walk through me, walk with me through my life as I learned all the things that I'm teaching you today. <laughs> like <laughs> literally what it is. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So and going to Keith's website and just Google Keith Leon S. And you will find all kinds of his materials, CDs. His music is phenomenal, very uplifting and inspiring, just and great, just great tunes. And so please listen to this master musician, this masterful speaker, this masterful human being who is here on this planet to help us reconnect to our own divinity so that we can start walking as the angels we truly are on this planet. So we can create consciously heaven on earth instead of continuing to live in this disaster area that they have created for us. <laughs> it's time to create. None of, that, none of that stuff has anything to do with my heaven on earth. Huh. Exactly. <laughs> Let's all gather together and start consciously creating heaven on earth from the I am that we each are, allowing that life force energy, that creativity to flow to us and through us. Beautiful. Keith, thank you so much. Thank you everyone who joined us live on Facebook in Soul Sourced Healing this morning. We really appreciate it. And uh, Keith, until next month, create for yourself a great month. And everybody, we will see you next week on Solution Sunday. I'm Lisa Warner. I am the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. And you can find me at Connecting You to you.com. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit ConnectingYouToYou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You To You Radio.